you are listening to Mind Grenade. This is Hector, and this is a bit of a of a bonus for Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, I'm about 40 minutes out from uh, sitting down at the IMAX theater for this, and I, I wanted to uh, record a little tiny bit of me um, heading into the theater to the experience before um, then recording um, my reactions after. So this is a little bit right here. It's just kind of like where my mind space is uh, before uh, watching this movie that I'm pretty stoked <laughs> to 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 be uh, going to go see, especially at the IMAX theater. Um, I uh, last time I, I was at the IMAX was uh, for Tenet back in June or July of last year. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I do kind of remember now um, the IMAX part of that movie, but it took me a second to, I was just, before I, I got on behind the mic, I was like trying to remember if that was an IMAX movie or not, but it was. Uh, so since that wasn't, uh, I was a little bummed out that I wasn't, uh, that movie was great, but the uh, the IMAX experience, I guess, wasn't um, that memorable. So it, I guess I could I could just watch that in a standard um, theater, and I still would have gotten the same impact from that movie. But I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping it's the reverse. I'm hoping it's the opposite on this one on, on Godzilla vs Kong. This movie looks pretty incredible CGI and special effects wise. Um, of course, I'm going to go into a movie like this, kind of hesitant to to what the uh, or kind of um, the 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 bar is pretty low. For my expectations are pretty low for the um, the human um, story part of a movie like this, but from what I hear, it's not that bad uh, compared to some of the other movies uh, in this franchise. Um, you know, the the stuff in Skull Island was probably the most um, interesting, I guess. Uh, the uh, the human side of it, the uh, you know the ground level kind of stuff that was going on in that movie. Um, I didn't hate the stuff in Godzilla versus Kong. It, it, not Godzilla versus Kong, but King of the Monsters. The 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 problem with the King of the Monsters, um, the uh, the, uh, the 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 CGI monster battle stuff was fantastic. It's probably like a nine or a ten out of ten. Um, but the uh, the the problem was that the disparity in the in the quality. The drama and the story with the human um, characters was like a, a three or a four out of ten. So it, it was when going back and forth from the action to the drama, you, you kind of got uh, you you were almost going to get whiplash from it. You know, just the the stop and go kind of feeling um, of that. And um, but I I like. King of the King of the Monsters. I think out of the three movies prior to this new one, I've watched that one the most. Um, even though I think uh, Skull Island is superior to that one. Uh, so going into this one, um, I uh, I I have been hearing that, especially from the director Adam Wingard, who seems like a uh, a cool guy, um, is that. Uh, the the uh, 
the kaiju, um, the the titular Godzilla and Kong are like center stage in this movie. Like they're they're the main characters. The human stuff's the backdrop. And to me, that's how, if if you can do that and pull it off, and it'd be a good movie, then I'm super stoked for it. So I'm I'm really hoping I like this movie. Um, we've been playing our Rotten Tomatoes game uh, prediction game here on the podcast. Uh, and I think, let me see, I think Jason came in the closest with the Godzilla. So I think, I think it's sitting at 76 right now. Um, it's, uh, April 3rd, by the way. Uh, it's sitting at 76% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I predicted a 63 about a month ago. And let's see, I think Jason, no, Matt got the closest with the 65 yeah, so, um, yeah, and then Jason and Matt tried to predict what score I was going to give it after I watched it, so <laughs> um, I'll come back with my formulation <laughs> for my score. I, I usually do a grade instead of a score, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll do both um, and see if Matt and Jason, uh, how close they've gotten to predicting my personal um, Rotten Tomato score. Um, Matt was Matt's guess was a 91 and Jason was an 82. So we'll see. Uh, so what else did I want to say before um, I head out? I got to do my um, my uh, pre movie theater ritual on the way there. So I, that involves uh, getting uh, three shots of espresso before I, I, I go sit down. Maybe get some candy and stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Um, Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Rebecca Hall, um, oh, the, the, the kid from, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, Dennison, I think is his, is is, is the actor's last name. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm super stoked. Um, but mainly, yes, for Godzilla. I'm, I'm a Godzilla mark. That, the other thing too is apparently the director is promising that one of these characters is the winner. So, uh, I hope that's just, I hope that wasn't like just messing around with our expectations. I hope there is uh, just because that's interesting. Uh, the, uh, and one of these versus movies that one person actually, that they deliver on the promise of the verses. So, um, yeah, I, I'm obviously rooting for Godzilla. I, uh, I, I like the character of, of Kong, especially this iteration of him. Uh, but, uh, I just, from nostalgia, growing up watching Godzilla movies with my dad, um, uh, yeah, and then especially with these last uh, couple movies with the character, I think Legendary's been doing it. This is this is my favorite version of this character. I do like the Shin Godzilla one uh, only because it's that version is scary as fuck. Um, this one's like this one's like a cool. This is like the. Uh, this this the legendary Godzilla to me is what uh, Daniel Craig is to the James Bond franchise, or Christian Bale is to the Batman franchise. Um, uh, Tom Hardy is to the Mad Max franchise. It's it's to me that's the cool iconic version, even though they're the most modern versions, or at least for uh, Bond and. Uh, um, some of these other characters, but 
yeah. So I think uh, I think I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna head out, um, go get cozy. I love the IMAX experience where you get to, um, I get to reserve my seat before I get there, so I get like just the sweet spot in the in the theater, and then I, I can arrive right as the movie is starting, or you know just right before, not worry about somebody taking my seat. So, um, all right. Uh, I will be back with my, um, I'll do, I'll do, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, ease into the spoilers in my review of it. I'll start out vague and then I'll, um, have a section towards, um, the latter half of my review with, with spoilers. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. I hope you are as well. Bye. culture-based show that dives into TV, movies, music, comics, and a whole lot more. But this particular episode is just movies. Uh, these are the uh, 2000 movies um, edition of the podcast of Mind Grenade. Um, this is where I do movie reviews uh, all on my lonesome. And um, this week, uh, I'll be doing two movies, actually. Um, <laughs> both movies uh, feature CGI creatures. Um, the, uh, the first movie, uh, I'm going to dive into and, um, I'll probably keep this one a little short cause it's pretty straightforward, but, uh, I'll be, uh, reviewing, uh, Paddington and, uh, the, uh, 2014 film, the British film, um, kind of teased it a couple episodes back that I would be covering this movie. Uh, I kind of wanted to go into a lighter kind of, um, lighter fare when it comes to the movies, um. Just to kind of keep things uh, a little bit more um, <clears throat> bright and, and optimistic. But then I'll offset that with my um, my feelings, my um, my reaction to Godzilla vs. Kong. Highly anticipated uh, film. It's supposed to come out last year. It's supposed to come out um, in 2020. But, of course, uh, things changed. And... Um, the way this will be all laid out is I'll, I'll do the uh, Paddington review, and then um, after that, then I'll finish this uh, episode with a spoiler-free reaction review of Godzilla vs. Kong for, for a bit, spoiler-free, and then I'll get into spoilers um, to end the reviews, and, and I'll definitely give you a heads up of when I'll start, you know, get into the spoiler talk with the Godzilla versus Kong review. The uh, the Paddington review it'll be like normal when I do these 2000 movie episodes. Um, the uh, Paddington review, like my other reviews, will be spoiler free, so you won't have to worry about any uh, that movie in particular being spoiled. And like I said, the Godzilla versus Kong portion of this episode. We'll start off non-spoiler, and then it'll end with spoilers. So this is going to be a lot of fun for me. So I, I hope you enjoy it as well. 
little bit of a little bit of a surprise. I wasn't planning for this, but we have a we have a guest on this episode of uh, Mind Grenade of the uh, 2000 Movies edition of the. Usually I do these by myself, but uh, out of nowhere, I just turned around and uh, one of my co-hosts showed up. Uh, Jason's mm-hmm. here. What's up, Jason? What's up, long-time listener, first-time podcaster? <laughs> I uh, um, we're doing a little bit of a double feature, a little double feature creature feature because yep. I wanted to um, briefly talk about. Uh, the movie Paddington, which has a CGI creature character in it, uh, and then we can get into some Godzilla versus Kong because you watched you watched that. I think you watched it before I did, mm-hmm. and um, uh, we we talked about it briefly um, earlier. But uh, I wanted to um, have you on so we can kind of get into it here. Um, so, like I said, I'll, I'll briefly talk about Paddington because it's a pretty straightforward movie. Have you watched the original? I have. It's been a it's. Been a good while. Yeah, but as a, you talk about it, it, might remind me. Yeah, it's a 2014 film. It's uh, British. It's very fucking British, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in a good way. I love British movies. It's um, if I remember you, if I remember correctly, that movie was really well regarded critically. That's the thing. It's got like a fucking 97 on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, and then the sequel has a hundred percent. And not only that, and yes, uh, art subjective. I'm totally behind that, but it's got like a hundred percent. And the most reviews, uh, so making it the most well-reviewed yeah. film on okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Having said that, like I just said a moment ago, art subjective. It's not for everybody. Like I, when I do these reviews on my own, um, I'll see which one of my co-hosts I would recommend it to, either Jason or Matt or Ian. Mm-hmm. This one I would recommend to you, probably more so than the other two guys. Not only because you have children that are uh, uh, this movie's appropriate age for your your uh, your my older kids probably yes for this yeah. Movie, yeah and but also because you're a kind of a big kid mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think you you enjoy it too but you you've already watched it. it it's straightforward it's just like a fun you know um, did you grow up at all with the Paddington books when you were yeah a kid? I remember them. Um, I don't think it was one of my go-tos, but I yeah. definitely remember uh, looking or reading those books. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I didn't just look at them. Maybe I could. <laughs> I was probably able to read by the age of 14, I think. So, <laughs> uh, Yes, yeah, I'm heavy lifting there with the reading on, on these books. Uh, uh, it's it's um, I did I did I do remember fondly reading the books when I was a kid. I didn't realize that the uh, the author uh, Michael Bond, who died a, a year or two later, he he did, has a cameo in this film in the first film. But uh, Michael Bond's a British guy, and I, I when I was a kid, I didn't think I was like, oh, this is just you know, uh, I didn't think about nationalities or whatnot. But watching this movie, uh, it's very British. It rains through eighty five percent of the movie in London. Uh, they make jokes about it, how um, like. Uh, a Brits have like 110 ways to describe the rain, like the mm-hmm. rainy weather. Yeah. Just little jokes like that. It's 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 fun throughout. It's paced really well. Um, it's got great actors. It has Sally Hawkins from um, Shape of Water. She was in that. Okay, yeah, that's uh, true. She, I like her in, in most anything. Um, Jim Broadbent's in it for a little bit. Uh, Peter Capaldi, one of the Doctor Who um, uh, doctors. Nicole Kidman, and then, um, and we can wrap up this part of the of 
of this episode of this part of this review for this movie with saying that Ben Wishaw, the voice of Paddington's like perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Like he does such a good job. I know Ben Wishaw from, um, he plays the, he, he's in the James Bond movies, the newer ones. Um, he plays the uh, quartermaster. He plays Q uh, in those movies with Daniel Craig. And then in this, he plays the voice of Paddington and uh, it's, it's perfect. It's spot on, yeah. Yeah. There is an animated series now, and I don't know who the, does the voice there. It could be him, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but I don't know why. I don't know who's like who had the foresight who to, to pick him. But it was perfect, mm-hmm. perfect casting. Um, I, uh, I I give this film uh, probably like a just straight B. I think uh, I would recommend it to. Um, like I said, you're a good example of someone I would recommend this to. Uh, it's uh, and, and then for me, it does entice me to watch the next one. I do plan on watching the second one, so that's pretty high, um, high uh, praise for this film, for this child's uh, children's film. Yeah, um, it's. I, th- I think the 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 humor and the plot and everything's fairly intelligent for a kids' film. Yeah, so I don't. I don't think. That um, you'd have to approach it like you're watching a kids' film to enjoy it. No, no, you know, like the like Godzilla versus Kong that we're about to get into. This film, you can tell that the movie makers had a vision, and then they just went for it, like unapologetically. They're like they're like Babe Ruth pointing into the uh, bleachers or whatever, and to and then just not like just going for it. Yeah, like unapologetically. That's what I got. That's the impression I got from this movie watching it. Like they were like, "Oh, we're just gonna make this movie, and we're gonna go for it, and we're not gonna try to make it something that it isn't." Um, Speaking yeah. of perfect voices for animated characters, I feel like Bill Murray was perfect for Garfield. Yeah, and that movie was straight up brutal. <laughs> not not good. I yeah. I remember it being one of the few movies that I was I contemplated getting up and walking out of, and wow. some people may have. Some people may have liked it more, yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, more than others. I did, boy, I did not like it at all. That's I, I, it still sticks out of my mind because there's not too many. Because I can enjoy most things like uh, movies, music, like um, even stuff that you kind of have to stretch to, yeah, to find things to like about. Right. But for some reason, I just couldn't find anything about this movie that made me want to sit there for an hour and a half or however long it was. I was like. Like, do I leave? Do I not leave? I stuck through it though. Yeah, I still remember thinking that. Uh, he, uh, Bill Murray, uh, there's a famous story that he, he didn't. He thought he was. He thought it was the director. There's a miscommunication. He because the director's name is Joel Joel Cohen, but it's not one of the Cohen brothers. That's what led him to take the role. Is because he it was a Cohen cousin. Yeah, I guess so. He, I, he him probably not related at no, all. No, but like he just took the role and thinking it was related to the Coen brothers and, and it wasn't at all. And then he was just but then he he does sound a lot like mm-hmm. what I remember the card the Garfield cartoon from when I was a kid. Yeah. And then the um actor, the voice actor who did the voice for Garfield in the cartoon back when we were kids also did the voice for um, the Ghostbuster, uh, for Bill Murray's character in the Ghostbusters cartoon. Okay, like that makes a, sense. There's a, there's a weird kind of crossover. I didn't know that, but that makes sense. Like yeah. a cosmic crossover there. Um, yeah, man, I think it, I think it, um, I think it uh, 
good voice casting, getting the right person for. We were talking uh, at work the other day about um, a movie you recommended, an anime, uh, uh, Grave of the Fireflies, mm-hmm. and uh, I ended, we both ended up watching it um, with the subtitles. Um, but I remember reading that the dub version got um, uh, uh, criticized for the girl's voice, like wasn't appropriate for the character, what the character was going through. So the dub version, uh, which that was a great film. That was a, yeah, it, really uh, was. it was really sad, but it was a good film. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it did what it was supposed to do. But, and, and the girl's voice who I didn't understand cause she was, she was speaking Japanese, um, but it fit. And so that you can mess things up if you got the wrong, uh, yeah, that voice cast. That movie really lays perspective on you, um, Who? in a in a very um, enlightening manner. I yeah, say. yeah. It's um, I, I'm glad I watched it. I, we talked about it on the podcast. I'm glad I watched it. I don't regret it. It's a really thoughtful movie about another culture. It was super sad. It left me fucked up for a couple mm-hmm. days. Like it, not in a horrible way. I don't re- like. I said I don't regret right, it. I'm right. glad I watched it. But um, yeah, that's another um animated uh, film that uh, it's the opposite of the, what your experience was with Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Garfield left me kind of sad too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> a different sad. We, we, we should... sad that I paid the money to watch it. We should talk about that next time when the guys are, when we're doing a, a, a full house uh, podcast, not a full house, but you know, when Ian mm-hmm. and Matt are here movies that we've walked out of or, like thought about walking out because I, okay. I I have examples or at least one example. Um, so uh, let's see, what do I need to do for the Paddington review here? I think I covered everything. Mm-hmm. Um, live action animated comedy film. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to do a lighter movie, something uh, not so dark and and um, uh, wow. We're still waiting for the Snyder Paddington, yeah, uh, movie that'll be a little darker. Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah, you won't even be able to see the bear at all. It'll be so dark. <laughs> You'll, uh, yeah, be uh, beating people up, um, mm-hmm. Batman style. That 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 scene. Oh, was that BVS? That was BVS, wasn't it? Where he comes into a warehouse and just beats the fuck out of people. Uh, not Paddington, but Bruce Wayne yeah. or Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll wrap that part up of this uh, review for Paddington. So yeah, I gave that one a B. So we're going to get into Godzilla versus Kong. So Jason, this is the way we're going to do it. Okay. Um, We're going to start out, we're going to start out non-spoilers and then we'll give a warning that we're going to get into spoilers. Okay. And we'll, we'll, we'll keep it brief. We'll talk more about it when um, Ian and Matt are here. Okay. And uh, I know Ian's not a big, uh, kaiju kind of uh fan uh, at all and matt i'm not sure if he's watched this yet or not but i, I believe he has okay cool I believe he has. stuff what what i want to get into now is just our general feelings of what you know our impression okay Start out 
uh, non-spoilers. We'll keep it vague, and then we'll get into some spoilers, then we'll just finish up the episode. So um, you watched it before I did, so uh, I'll let you get it started. So I think that the the takeaway, just in general terms, is, is that you have a, a certain expectation when you think of a monster versus monster type of movie. And when you go into this movie with just that expectation, this this big... These two big, very recognizable characters fighting each other. You expect that to be awesome. But you leave this movie impressed because it does everything really well. From the even even the the sort of the character development of both Kong and Godzilla and the people who are involved. And you get to meet you even get to meet uh some uh, new character, mm-hmm. so and uh and uh yeah, I mean it's great. I mean, it's it's a beautiful movie to watch, to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, do you the, watch it on your 4k it's big ass <laughs> I did yeah. I watched it on it yep and uh, and the 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 CGI and the choreography of mm-hmm. the and the interactions between uh, Godzilla and Kong they give them they, they don't they don't just make them bump bellies over and over again mm-hmm. they, they give them motivation and backstories and emotion mm-hmm. and um, you know like intelligence mm-hmm. um uh, maybe I, I we're not gonna do spoilers maybe more intelligence than what you're used to with mm-hmm. certain characters um mm-hmm. so i mean there's a there's a lot to this movie there's gonna be stuff that we'll talk about here in a little bit that uh suspending disbelief type stuff mm-hmm. but i mean you're already getting a giant lizard and a giant mm-hmm. ape so i mean yeah. if you didn't think you were gonna have to suspend right. belief, like i think i was googling <laughs> I was Googling something about uh, King Kong, and one of the autofills was, is King Kong real? I was <laughs> wow. like, do people need to Google this? Wow. Apparently, they do. Wow. It's like, yeah, was Jesus a real guy? Was King Kong a real guy? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, uh, so, <laughs> you know, Bigfoot, I can understand. You mm-hmm. still might think he's out there. But how is it two, yeah. 270? How many yeah, yeah, feet yeah. tall is King Kong now? If he was here, I think you would know. <laughs> Unless he's in the center of the earth. Yeah, but. yeah, hollow earth. Um, you, you brought up the CGI. I love how you can, oh, towards the beginning, um, they start up right away with action, like very soon into the movie. And real, uh, just a lot of stuff happening at once. And oh, I think of a movie like Transformers, like those uh, Michael Bay movies, mm-hmm. where eventually you can't tell when they're a bunch of them fighting CG characters. You start loot like you, you, you can't tell what's what at, at a certain point. With this movie, it seemed like for the most part, everything tracked like I, I, I could follow. I mean, there, there's some stuff where like somebody gets dragged underwater or something like that. So there's a lot of debris and stuff. And right. for a second, you can't tell. But then like. Then you see like, um, like aircraft carriers floating past the kaiju, and you're like, wow! Like they're paying attention to like continuity and stuff like that. And it's very. Um, um, I'm wondering how much. I'm wondering. I'm wondering how much they benefited from the, because this was supposed to come out last year, and it got delayed. I wonder. If they benefited from the extra time to work on the CGI, the extra post production. Mm-hmm. I mean, they couldn't. It couldn't have gone the other way. I wouldn't say. Right. right? Yeah. Right. Extra time to. I mean, even um, uh, Jason uh, Wright was talked about yeah, the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters yeah. movie. How he's never had this much time post production yeah. to really 
get his film right on the mm-hmm. cutting floor. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would I would imagine it's just got to be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, from that perspective, I know a lot of the other stuff is not beneficial. You want to get your movie out because yeah, yeah, right, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, um, the uh, the character stuff, uh, the kaiju are front and center the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's their movie. Uh, I love the. Uh, I we were talking about Paddington before in that movie, and then and like I was saying, where they really went for it. They're like, "This is the type of movie we want to make, and we're just gonna go for it unapologetically." Like the title screen, I watched it on IMAX. The fucking when the logo for Godzilla versus Kong comes up, it's fucking bombastic. It's like all bright and huge, and it's like just in your face. Like, hey, this is what we're doing. It had had like a WWE kind of like just the <laughs> yeah. fanfare, like, yeah. hey, everybody, this is going to be an event. Like, I mean, right away. Um, I um, the uh, the human element stuff, it was fine. Like, there's no way, you know, that's kind of a losing battle. And the best you can do is just not getting the way of the kaiju stuff, I guess. What I what I appreciate about the way they've done these films and, and especially they really leaned on it in this film is. The um, especially the the human interaction between Kong, well Kong and humans. That's the human interaction, um, and the complexity of it. Um, where the and even Godzilla, like they don't make them just big bumbling, stumbling monsters that yeah. are super powered. Like they give them um, some sentient like type characteristics, like because they are. I mean, I mean where. Because Kong should be, uh, if he's an ape, should be fairly intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not for sure. I can't remember. I remember watching some of the Kong movies back when I was younger, but I don't remember enough about them to say, oh, they didn't do this at all in the previous movies. But because I think they did have some, at least some family type mm. uh, connections and and intelligence and like motivations and stuff. But I really liked how they drew the. The Kong, and I don't know, I'm trying to do it without spoilers. That's mm-hmm. why I'm stumbling over myself. But the Kong human element mm-hmm. to to where um, he has connections mm-hmm. and he also has um, skepticism. And he, yeah. has, he has those traits you would think that an intelligent mm-hmm. uh, animal would have towards all these situations. So, and, and emotion mm-hmm. too. So I, I really like that, that we didn't just get this really, these two dumb big animals just yeah you know just punching each other the and you get plenty of that but also you're right the uh interaction between um kong specifically and the humans like they're um it's it's i think it's the like uh, i'll have to go watch go back and watch skull island but because he interacts with uh the main actress in that quite a bit but in this uh not only that connection that that's really felt between a character that doesn't exist and the human beings in, right. in the movie, but there are reactions in this movie to some of the action and some of the just being in the presence of a, an animal that big that is so fucking convincing, more convincing to me than some of the some other movies, be it a superhero movie or a horror movie or uh, may, probably mainly just these kaiju movies um people's reactions to certain stuff it is 
I noticed it in this movie. I was like, yeah, that's how someone would react if a, if a creature was right next to him that was like, um, there's a Al Alexander Skarsgård, um, one of the main a actors in this movie, when he's in the presence of Kong uh, towards the beginning of the movie, he looks fucking like full of anxiety because he's that close to something that big that is, and we'll start getting into spoilers here in a second, but he's chained up for the most part, but still you would be, if you were next to a tiger, you'd still, that was chained up or behind, like, you'd still have some anxiety. Right. Um, and uh, so I like that that was handled that way. Cause sometimes I'm watching, I think even in, in uh, Godzilla versus, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, um, which I'm a fan of that movie, but there was, there's a couple instances where the reaction didn't quite match what was in front of them. Like, and it can kind of take you out of it. You're like, no, that doesn't seem like a, a way someone would react to somebody yeah. getting eaten in front of them or something, you know? Godzilla's coming down the street and they look like they're like having yeah. pure pleasure. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, here he comes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. You're like, wait a minute. That's not the yeah. appropriate emotional reaction to that. Yeah, I don't think that's right. Uh, so I, I got to give him kudos uh, for for that for um, mm -hmm. and that and that comes down to the directing right like con like portraying like getting across the the idea to the actor because the director has the vision in his head and he's got to get the uh, the actors to to react appropriately. Um, uh, okay, yeah, we, we can get to the spoilers then now. Okay. Um, so if you're not, if you've not watched this, um, yeah, this is where we're going to just start delving into, um, see you after watching. Yeah. Yeah. I, and highly recommend this movie. Um, uh, probably a lot of people have already, I mean, from the numbers. Um, so, um, I, there's a lot of influences in this movie. There's like a Jaws kind of influence in that first battle scene, um, the uh, the battleship scene where uh, Godzilla shows up mm -hmm. when they have Kong. You see it in the trailer um, where they have Kong chained to the uh, battleship, and then Godzilla just shows up and just starts wreaking havoc like right away. And it had a, a kind of Jaws influence. There's um, I, I was getting Alien vibes. I was getting kind of Marvel movies mcu movies and transformers kind of vibes in there a little bit but one in particular which made me smile when i, I was like oh god they've thought about everything for this movie towards the end um kong gets his uh shoulder relocate uh dis dislocated yeah and then he like pulls a lethal weapon kind of reset it yeah yeah mel gibson situation where he resets it i was like i was like god damn it like Somebody thought of that. Like, that didn't have to. That's not a story element. Like, it didn't, like, move the story forward. It was just, like, making it more real. Starting that movie out with that. Yes. Having them on the ships and that stuff. That that was a pretty. It was really well done. That yes. was an awesome I'm scene. I'm very impressed. I love that they start that, like, right almost right away. It's, like, ten minutes in. Maybe not even that. Eight or ten minutes mm -hmm. in. And very. uh I was a little overwhelmed by just all of it. Um, there's a lot going on there where like gets taken underwater and like, then he starts, he's still chained. Kong is still chained. And then um, 
one of the characters goes to release them on, while they're underwater. Right. And, and, and that they really sell that, like... Um, uh, it's pretty awesome, yeah. And then the... Yeah, they set up the vulnerability of Kong right away with yeah. that scene. He, he's he's the protagonist of this movie, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was a, a great idea because yeah, you can get more, like you were saying before, like you can get emotion from, like you get not a, not like full on the range of human emotion, but enough of it. Yeah, he, he, he is. He is the character with the biggest character arc here. Mm-hmm. As far as um, in the beginning with people, and then you you come, you find out where he's from, and then you have him kind of re-realizing his home, and then you have him kind of protecting his place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you have that change of heart. So I yeah. mean, he really is the he's almost like a human character, yeah. in a story. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, where he decides, you know, well, the little girl. Yeah, we can talk about now. Yeah, she kind of, she's he's very connected to her, and along yeah. the way, and she talks to him, and he listens to her. Yeah, and uh, along the way, he says, "Well, you know, Godzilla is not your enemy. Godzilla is not your enemy." And he finally, yeah, he finally just like, it's like okay, because he's kind of watching what's going on with yeah. Mecha Godzilla, and he's like, okay, like, yeah, because he's kind of like, okay, like, all right, this sucks, like, yeah, like, but he, he has like, a reaction, but then he gets over it. Yeah, and he's yeah, and he's like, well. But and I think part of that is Godzilla has a chance to kill him, and Godzilla, I mean, Godzilla yeah, backs I can, yeah, away. I can see that. Yeah. So I think that and her, and then him kind of, and like, con, like just taking in the whole situation yeah. and deciding, okay, yeah, th- this is what really needs to happen. Yeah. And then they kind of, at the end of the movie, they both just kind of. Yeah. Which is all more than I was expecting, I guess. Yeah. I, you know, before I sat down to watch this movie, I was like, wow, like. The little girl was a, a brilliant idea. It's, she's like a survivor from the that I, uh, Skull Island, the, the the natives there. I guess I guess the backstory was that there was a like I don't know something happened with the people on that island. Yes. They, they got killed from like a storm or something or like a tsunami. Something she's happened. Survivor, and she's yeah. like the last survivor of those people that we ended up we saw in Skull Island. Correct. The yeah. the original Kong movie or the one that. Um, part of this MonsterVerse um, series of movies. But uh, there's a scene where um, the rest of the people that are um, um, uh, with Kong, the the, the crew of people that are um, chaperoning him, I guess, or just, you know, trying to get him to the Hollow Earth. And we'll get into the Hollow Earth here in a second. But there's a scene where they, they, they find out that he can communicate uh, via sign language. Right. And there's like, there's a, like a gasp from the people, like, and they sold it like really well. Uh, like I, they were shocked. They were like, holy shit. Like the way people, if that happened in real life, people would be like, holy fuck. Like if, if, if you know, like a, a regular ape would be able to, you know, communicate at that level, we'd all be like, holy shit. Like that's a fucking uh, a well, breakthrough. Yeah. There was, oh gosh, I can't remember. Was it Coco? Was that the name of the gorilla that knew a bunch of sign language? There's, I'm not sure. Because this is, there's, I think this is where the motivation behind okay. this is. Because there has been, 
apes in the past that have known at least a portion of okay. some sign language yeah. and be able to communicate for. So it makes sense that Kong's character would have the ability to do this. And especially we don't... Well, Kong seems like he can uh, he lives quite a while i mean i don't know what the age yeah uh, i figure it's a pretty lengthy uh, lifespan for both creatures yeah so yeah i mean he should be able to develop uh intelligence over time especially gain knowledge and yeah and if he's paying it really paying attention to her right yeah he would learn to communicate with her to some extent so i mean uh, that i had no problem with that at all i thought that was a great uh, addition to it and and you say, well, did they do that just so that they can drive that storyline yeah. with the connection and have her be able to manipulate him? Well, maybe. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's it's within the plausibility yes. of wh- it wh- makes who sense. he is. Yeah. It makes sense with the rules that they've set up in their in their franchise. Like that. That's another thing I I really think that was they, they were smart about was they they use stuff from previous movies like to to strengthen this story like uh um uh the uh the 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 skull crawlers or whatever uh those creatures that used to be on skull island they you, we they show up again in this movie um uh Ghidorah gets brought yeah. back from the, like they they really took advantage of their shared universe without falling back on like relying on anything they were just they were just using all the parts of the buffalo elements of the yeah. to to make this movie uh that much stronger um the um what else do we like about this i i, I the, the the battles are just fantastic like the choreography um the uh um what else you know we can come back to the stuff we like. Uh, let's get into a little bit of kind of our hangups. Uh, maybe, let's see. Um, I did notice that Godzilla, oh, I did notice that Godzilla's uh, atomic breath was like supercharged for this movie. Mm-hmm. You could blow a <laughs> hole through the center of the earth. Yeah, into yeah. The earth. yeah, it just seemed like it was a, a stronger, black, like even w- aside from that, which was, yeah, the suspending the disbelief uh uh, that he blew a hole all the way down to the center, or at least to the hollow earth, and then found and then shot it right exactly where the other people were, like uh, in the hollow earth. Um, I can kind of forgive that because he 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 was tracking down like um, stuff throughout the entire movie, like. Yeah. He, but but yeah, I was like, holy cow! And then when they were getting in fights, when the 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 brawls were happening between Godzilla and, and Kong. Like there'd be moments where he was firing it up, and then Kong would like push his head, like like close his mouth or push his head away, right? And it would like interrupt the blast. But it was very focused and and just more potent than I've seen it before in the in the previous two or three movies or two movies. Um, there's uh what was your this was go go godzilla yeah yeah which is this the double charged godzilla yeah and he he seems quicker and and then let's just go ahead and spoil this uh um this is on we gave a spoiler warning a little bit ago uh there's a definitive winner in this movie like Mm -hmm. uh godzilla like firmly uh uh he uh 
He has Godzilla. He has Godzilla. He has uh, he has himself pinned down, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, he has uh, Kong, Kong pinned, down. pinned down, dead to the rights. Yeah, yeah, and just right in his face, and it's like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I'm the alpha, and I, I just the the thing about this MonsterVerse franchise is what, that I've accepted is that yeah, he's the alpha. Like, there's no in this yeah. universe, he's the top of the food chain on Earth. In this universe. Right. And it's so obvious in the movie that his motivations are basically um, he wants no threats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so and everybody's all confused, like, oh, why is Godzilla um, destroying everything? And then, like, you know, a 17 year old girl's like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it's like yeah. the answer's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we get that whole thing through the movie. But then it gets spun off as like a conspiracy and this whole bit. But Yeah, and they start uh, getting a little meta here. That the, the, the movie starts off with the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, pretty entertaining, um, which would happen like in real life. There would be like people podcasting about yeah. giant kaiju. It, it was going to be the Mind Grenade podcast in the movie, but they couldn't afford us. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I wasn't having it. No. Nope. Um, uh, Godzilla is my favorite. Uh, kaiju. I, I like Kong, but I, I was happy <laughs> that Godzilla ended up winning. But then I was won over by Kong at the, at the end of this movie. I was like, oh, god damn it. Like, then I, this is my definitive version of this character um, of Kong. Like, I mean, I've seen I've seen the Peter Jackson movie that came out a couple, uh, what, 15 years ago. And I remember the movies growing up or whatever, but to me, this is the character. Um, so, uh, one of the other hangups was, uh, we were talking last night about, um, the hollow earth. So I think we're both fans of the hollow earth, the way it looked. Yes. And it was very well done. Yeah. The way it was realized, but the getting there. Yeah. was very, it was in a, in a science fiction movie. That was the most science fiction-y part that you were like, okay, this is a little out there the gravity inversion mm-hmm. thing yeah which i think yeah, i know that's what that kind of hung me up a little bit but i think they they made the gravity inversion closer to the crust because they're like okay we got to say well this is why we've never known it was there because we can't naturally get there okay because we would die if we tried to and i think that was the gravity inversion thing that's why it was done mm-hmm. because so you could say you could set it up to be like okay we don't we didn't know all these creatures existed down here because we could never get there alive mm-hmm. and then now finally we have the tech to get there alive and i think that was the whole reason it's done because i think scientifically uh, in real life i don't think gravity inverts until you're almost in the very center of the earth okay um where everything is forcing outward i'm trying mm-hmm. i try to suppress any sort of intelligent jason on this podcast yeah. but um but like the little voice in me did say, because I have many little Jasons inside of me, and I, one mm-hmm. little voice was like, when that grabbing version is like, "What? That's not real." You know, it's <laughs> like yeah, like m- more, which is more of them are stupid than intelligent. Uh, the other ones are like, "Shut up, man! I'm enjoying this." And so, um, yeah, because because so, it, it did look cool. It did, yeah. But yes, but you're like, okay, now this is turning into something else for a second or so. Um, but yeah, it looked gorgeous. The mm-hmm. Hollow Earth stuff, where you saw like mountain peaks. Kind of touching mountain like uh, mountain peaks on the in the sky coming down and touching mountain peaks on the, on the surface and th- or on the whatever I'm it's all just upside down. But uh, the other cool thing um, with the Hollow Earth stuff, uh, like I said a moment ago, was that uh, they were referencing the previous couple movies because the Hollow Earth stuff gets brought up in Skull Island and gets brought up in King yes, of the Monsters. Yeah. 
So it's not like they just out of the blue uh, came up with, with this stuff. Um, it was very well lit for being inside the earth too. So I, I, the whole luminescence thing. So we're like, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't think of that till right now. Yeah. I was like, so you either have uh, whatever it is that powers that they're looking for yeah, is illuminating yeah, yeah. Wow. the side of the earth, or do you have a bunch of bioluminescence that's I, brightening us up? I feel foolish for not even <laughs> fucking noticing. Or that. somebody just pays a big electric bill down there. I yeah. mean, Amarin, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they get their money somewhere, I guess. Wow. Okay, the other thing I had to hang up on was which is no big fucking deal like they needed um they needed mecha godzilla to have some evil consciousness or some you know motivation to yeah. go rogue yeah so i do like that they uh, reference Ghidorah, but very very far-fetched yeah and, this um, dead skull having and they how did they play it off that the 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 they have a skull, but like the brain part doesn't like. I think I think they had the brain in the god in the Mecha Godzilla. I don't know why they had that second skull there, because yeah. I think I think the reason I think the logic is they still had a couple. No, because he was destroyed almost completely. I thought they only had one one head left at the end of that movie, but my thought a moment ago was that they had two, the the skull that he was inside of and then um the second head was in mecha godzilla itself just the brain i that part really i was like okay i'm gonna have to go with this it's a little lewd yeah it um, was a little odd and, um and, and Ghidorah is supposed to be uh, extraterrestrial kaiju it's like you know godzilla's from earth and so is kong and uh, rodan and um the other creatures but specifically Ghidorah is like because they found Ghidorah in King of the Monsters in the Antarctic frozen but the backstory is that he came from space so he came on one of the predator ships yeah yeah the pre- oh, that would have been great the predator showed up for this uh, so really those are all my hangups but the, the like this is a movie I thoroughly enjoyed so sure I, yeah I mean you can't like it, it's like it's like Jason, you you can't get hung up on the whole wind as gravity invert when you have three hundred foot uh, biological beings like yeah. jumping around and punching each other. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, right, 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 right. So it's like if that's a starting point, anything after that that is even like somewhat plausible, it's got to be fine. Yeah. Um. Because I think in reality, like when you blow up an animal and I'm, I'm sorry guys that I have to do this, but like when you make an animal really big, yeah. I think like the proportions get out of whack and like yeah. the weight of like King Kong on his bones would crush exactly. his legs and yeah. stuff. There, so, there's stuff like, uh, for example, like the circulatory system would have a hard time. Like they need a big enough heart. Like there's all, yeah. all kinds of logistical shit. Um, and Kong has a big heart, everybody. Oh yeah, he does actually. Uh, but then, like, also, like, uh, neurons, like a creature that big, like, Godzilla wouldn't be able to move that fast because neurons would take longer to, like, synapses and shit. Like, there's all yeah. kinds of extra shit to, that wouldn't allow for an animal to get that big. Our gravity is another thing that would kind of keep it from, I mean, there's a number of things. But I think, we won't get too far into this, but, like, when it comes to whatever a superhero movie uh, uh just anything that's science fiction 
and and suspending disbelief, right? Like we were all for giant kaiju fighting. Like that's why yeah, we, that's, that's why you bought the ticket. That's what you're signing up for. Yeah, and it's awesome. But I, I and I just thought about this right now. It's like a, a, a scale, and if you put too many things that like you have to suspend disbelief, then it's gonna it's gonna go out of whack. Eventually, you're not gonna you're just like well, nothing matters because there's no fucking rules and. Um, like you have to kind of set up the rules for your universe and then stick with them. Mm-hmm. And if you're throwing, like, I, I guess from listening to you guys talk about Wonder Woman, the 1984, the, 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 the second Wonder Woman movie, like they had rules, but then they contradict them. Yeah. And then, and then like, yeah, eventually you're going to lose the audience if you have too many, leaps of just you know uh of uh suspending your disbelief you know you you can get crazy in movies you just have to build it you just yeah. have to get there and you just have to have continuity mm-hmm. um you stick into the rules that you set up sure, for yourself you sure, know yeah um the moment you start breaking all like too many of the rules that you set up for yourself then it's like then what what does it matter then right uh so uh there is minor nitpicks in this movie for me um, I liked, I liked, we, we, we spoke on that the, uh, we're kind of following Kong's perspective and, and, uh, th- um, and when they got into the, the, the battles and stuff, there were scenes like, there's one scene in the battleship scene at the beginning where like, uh, a fighter jet tries to take off. And you see from their perspective, the, the fighter uh, jet uh, pilot's perspective, you can see Kong in the background having just landed on that um, uh, battleship. But then there's like a scene at, in the final battle where Godzilla and Kong are fighting and like one of them's got the other pinned up against the building. But then you see the perspective from people in a building looking out and just stuff like that here and there, I was like, oh, man, that's just because it kind of puts you in in there. Kong grabs that uh, aircraft, that uh, yeah, fighter jet. That's and a sweet. kind of looks, yeah, he's like, hey, man, mind being a weapon for me? Yeah, yeah. No? no? Oh, too bad. And then he, and he uh, just chucks him. Yeah, doesn't he eject? He ejects just yeah, in time. Chucks yeah. him at, yeah. Uh, I would have had a heart attack uh, <laughs> before I... That was pretty pretty wild. I would have had a heart attack just trying to get up in the air because I can't fly. But oh, yeah, um, yeah. but I'd be like, holy shit, I'm in a fighter jet. What do I do? I'm just yeah. gonna start pushing buttons. Yeah. And then yeah. there's there's King Kong. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. And then I'm just gonna uh, give myself my last rights. <laughs> Become Catholic all of a sudden. Yeah. So, um, I uh, I like, I like the I like Alexander Skarsgård. I like um. Excuse me, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, um, Julian Dennison. Uh, I like a lot of the actors. Um, I I'm glad none of the this is spoilers again. I'm glad none of the like good characters got nece- unnecessarily killed. There's plenty of collateral damage in this movie because they fight in cities that aren't completely evacuated. But with the main characters. There aren't any kind of like, because in, in King of the Monsters, uh, Sally Hawkins from uh, the Paddington movie was in King of the Monsters, and she gets killed almost right away by Ghidorah, and she was a good character, and um, 
a couple other Paddington characters. gets killed in this movie. It's just off screen. You can't tell. Oh, you bummed me out. He was in one of those Hong Kong buildings. Oh, no. He was just visiting. Oh, man. Uh, you just bummed me out now. Uh, but uh, so the villains do die in this movie, and they're pretty satisfying deaths. Um, but uh, but I'm glad uh, none of the uh, main characters uh, ended up dying in this. Um, I like that Alexander Skarsgård um, was kind of wasn't. He mentions this in interviews. He was, didn't play an alpha. He just played like a just a normal dude that was trying to do the right thing and, and help out or whatever. He wasn't like complete total badass through the entire movie. Yeah. There's a there's a scene in the Hollow Earth where those bat creatures come down and start fucking picking off soldiers and stuff. And uh, that was one of the scenes, actually, where their reactions are so fucking uh, convincing. Where they're like, holy fuck, there's this giant bat creature in front, in front of me that, I've, you know, it's... Yeah. He, he, like, picks up a rock and throws it at it, and it just gets mad, and he, like, just yeah. does that. He's like, oh, no, look, a little birdie. And he's got, like, a little piece of bread, and he's, like, throwing it out there for it to eat. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's like, oh, wait, that's not how, that's not how that would go down. Yeah, the... Uh, yeah, um... I think we covered most of our um, feelings on this. What you have anything else? To... Yeah, I mean, I, I I like how they and I don't remember how Mechagodzilla is put in in the old movies, but the whole idea behind he's created because people feel threatened by Godzilla makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're ignorant enough to not know, to no, do not understand Godzilla's motivations to where you leave mm-hmm. him alone, he'll leave you alone. In this universe, it feels mm-hmm. like um, uh, part of the cause he comes out, and uh, and so that they—that's why he's created. Mm-hmm. And then, but then they go about it the wrong way and end up fucking themselves in the yeah, yeah. Which that's—I mean—which is plausible. I mean, mm-hmm. us as human beings, we fuck ourselves constantly. Yeah, I mean, figuratively and sometimes <laughs> literally. Well, I mean, sometimes you get lonely, and yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, the 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 villain the. The guy that created uh, Mecha Godzilla, he explains that he wants to be the alpha, you know, uh, uh, or humans to be the alpha, regain right. The, so that's part of the motivation. Mecha Godzilla, I liked it. It wasn't as, um, it wasn't quite on par with some of the stuff I saw in Pacific Rim because in Pacific Rim, like man, they really do the kaiju versus the, the oh, mech yeah. thing yeah. really well. But I was still very impressed. Uh, they, um, um, I see Mega Godzilla, and then um, the and I told I when we were talking about this last night, uh, the Hollow Earth stuff. I've watched some of the Journey to the Center of the Earth movies, the remakes, the you know the old films. Usually, you just do somebody walking through a cave or whatever, you yeah. know. And like this is the best version of Hollow Earth that I've seen. Just because they just look, they've got tiny, visually. They've got tiny Godzillas and those with the tiny di- the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. That's that. See, that's the what you just remind me. Like, I it'd be great because they reference a battle, an ancient battle between Godzilla's race and Kong's race, and it's hinted on because like Kong picks up the axe from like the remains of what looked like a Godzilla kind of type creature. Um. That that whole fucking um, section in Hollow Earth where they're in that um, ancient home of Kong's ancestors, 
that's a far fetch <laughs> like situation yeah. going on there. I imagine like the Kong species had like the Godzilla like lizards or amphibians or whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. like in like little like uh, like aquariums with heat lamps, and they just kept growing and growing. Oh and yeah, like, so it's, a, it's their fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just fed it. They you know it's like goldfish. Like you you can't feed them too yeah. much, right? The uh, sea monkeys, yeah. Uh, so, um, but they did the, they did a little bit of that with um, Godzilla king of the monsters where they go to some like under like underwater kind of like old civilization like in that movie where there's this like they go to some ancient ruins in that movie underwater and i guess the reasoning or the logic behind that is that these people used to worship godzilla back in the day so i mean is, is godzilla's race aquatic and Kong's race, like, terrestrial? I mean, is that what we're believing? Because Godzilla, I mean, obviously, in the fights, Kong cannot breathe underwater, mm-hmm. um, which makes complete sense. If he could, I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a little too much. Um, but Godzilla, he's always coming out of the water. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all—it's—it's—it's it's, it's like a lizard Baywatch scene every time Godzilla <laughs> comes in. He, all, he just like, shakes off. Yeah, he shakes off. His, yeah. It's like slow-mo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that that I guess that would be because like I'm not sure where they can go now with this franchise, but that would be I guess an avenue to uh, go into is like you know doing flashbacks to ancient you know yeah um, where there was more of their species around I guess, but um, I did like the axe stuff where he like powered up the axe, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah. Um, I think we'll I think we'll wrap it up then because I'm sure we're going to talk more about it with uh, Matt and Ian, uh, and then we can get into kind of like the stuff outside of the movie. Uh, and then um, I was going to do a grade a review on this, but I'm going to save it for when we get together with Matt and Ian because you guys tried to guess what I was going to give it. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, so we'll reveal that on the next episode of the podcast. Okay. Um, so, uh, let's see the, the next episode of the podcast is going to be, we're going to kind of, um, tally up the, uh, rotten on the vine, the, our rotten, uh, rotten tomatoes prediction game, uh, see who the winner of that is, uh, little teaser. I think you're going to be kind of happy uh, <laughs> as to, nice. uh, Ian, not so much already kind of given away. Well, we do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um. What else do we want to talk about in the next episode? Um, some trailers and stuff. There's a teaser for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yep, I need to watch that. Um, there's a TV series that I'm kind of um, interested in, kind of piqued my interest. It's called uh, Jupiter's Legacy. It's uh, coming to Netflix uh, next month based on a comic book by Mark Miller. Um, Mark, right. Mi- Mark Miller did uh, Kick-Ass, and he did um, Kingsman. And this is his new project. He, I guess he ended up getting some kind of big deal with Netflix to do stuff for them. Okay. So um, I think that trailer dropped today. So if you're listening um, this episode, I'm putting it up today anyway. So um, that's something to look forward to. We can talk about that. What else do we have planned? I think Maybe a little some bit of everything. Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's right. Yes, we have to uh, get caught up on that. Um, so um yeah so that's it that's our uh kind of our first impressions of uh godzilla versus kong and uh i think we were from our conversation last night and, made, and now what's that yeah it made quite a heavy impression yeah as, i um as a big monster would yeah yeah i uh 
it's uh it's um did somebody just laugh from like yeah okay. we can talk about this for a second uh my neighbor upstairs has like has like he must be binging like the office or something okay because it's been like that for i hear laughs like that like throughout okay the day i was like all did, the time is there like someone in the closet laughing <laughs> at us right now like we and then like occasionally i'm surprised it hasn't made it into the podcast occasionally like a weird outburst like a fuck like, oh. like that so i'm not sure what's going on we get plenty of uh trains going past whenever mm-hmm. we're recording that mm-hmm. make it into the recording i'm surprised that hasn't made it into a rogue our, fuck uh, yeah yeah <laughs> right <laughs> um the other thing uh, i just remembered that we want to bring up on the next episode of the podcast okay with the guys is uh um i that batman comic that i let you Yes. Have yep. yeah. So uh, we can talk about that on the on the next episode. So um, that was um, yeah, that was a uh, uh, mind grenade episode two fifty one, and um, you can find us wherever you find podcasts. Uh, Jason, you're a main host on this podcast, but you're also a main host on another podcast. Uh, kind of briefly, Listen impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Segment based podcast, goofy as shit, um, as you would expect from listening to me on this podcast. Um, we have an episode dropping, if this goes out today, we have another episode dropping today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go over, um, some old expressions and we decide whether we, they can s- still be used today. Ooh, this one. fun. Yeah. Um, yep. And we, of course, we still have our fun fact and our, uh, our debate. Yeah. I think t- on today's episode, we go over the million year question that everybody always wonders is which is better, a doorknob or door lever. I know everybody thinks about that constantly nice so all the uh yeah pressing issues we mm-hmm. get discussed on we uh, solve the world's problems that's yeah, what we do that's uh that's you jason matt uh our other hosts on this podcast and uh the two intrepid hosts of can't sit still mm-hmm. jj are, and delavan yeah so uh check that out as well and um yeah so that's it for this podcast uh this episode of my grenade i've been hector i've been jason and we'll talk to you soon Living down